Welcome to the European Parliamentary Research Service podcasts. In this podcast, we'll review the current inflationary trends in Europe and worldwide, paying attention to what lies behind and especially what is ahead. Want to know more? Stay with us. Les prix grimpent, les prix grimpent. The financial firm says inflation in the country could exceed Inflation is back in Europe. After years of relative price stability, inflation rates in the EU soared to 10.1% and to 9.6% in the euro area, mainly driven by energy prices, which rose by 39% in August this year, and food prices, which went up by almost 11%. As a result, many families are struggling to make ends meet. And this is not only happening in Europe, but on a global scale. Almost half of all countries classified as advanced economies by the International Monetary Fund recorded inflation rates above 5% in 2021, with the US being the canary in the coal mine. But what is inflation exactly, and how is it measured? Well, in a market economy, prices can always change. Some prices rise, some prices fall. But inflation occurs when there is a broad increase in the prices of goods and services, not just of individual items, over an extended period of time. So basically, life becomes more expensive. Now how do we measure that? There's several ways of doing this. But in the euro area, consumer price inflation is measured by the Harmonized Index of Consumer Prices, or HICP, which is applied by all EU countries. This is calculated on the basis of a shopping basket containing over 700 goods and services on which people typically spend their money. When calculating the average increase in prices, the prices of products we spend more on, such as electricity or petrol, are given a greater weight than the prices of products we spend less on, for example, tea or stamps. And this is adjusted to take into account national consumer preferences. Until now, the HICP index only partially captured the cost of housing. But in 2021, the European Central Bank decided to include home ownership costs in the index to better reflect the economic reality. But implementing this will take time. So in the meantime, the ECB will use other measures that reflect home ownership costs. Consumer price inflation in the euro area is calculated every month by Eurostat. And the European Central Bank, which is responsible for the monetary policy of the euro area, aims at keeping it at around 2%. The main objective of central banks in Europe and across the globe is to keep prices stable, to preserve the integrity and purchasing power of people's money. So, what can they do when this comes under threat, as is the case now? Martin Hoffelmeyer monitors economic developments within the European Parliamentary Research Service. The main lever for monetary policy are interest rates, or in other words, the cost of borrowing money. The ECB has three different policy rates it can set, the deposit rate, the main refinancing operations rate and the marginal lending facility. Since the financial crisis, the ECB has expanded its set of policy instruments. For instance, offering long-term loans to banks, purchasing private or public financial assets, often referred to as quantitative easing, or providing forward guidance where the ECB lays out its intention for future monetary policy. And unprecedented times call for unprecedented measures. This summer, the ECB increased interest rates for the first time in 11 years. After an unprecedented hike of 0.5 percentage points in July, the ECB decided to hike another 0.75 percentage points in September 
Never has the ECB hiked interest rates on that scale before. Let's hear the words of President Christine Lagarde after the meeting of the Governing Council on the 8th of September. The Governing Council today decided to raise the three key ECB interest rates by 75 basis points. This major step frontloads the transition from the prevailing highly accommodative level of policy rates towards levels that will ensure the timely return of inflation to our 2% medium-term target. Based on our current assessment, over the next several meetings, we expect to raise interest rates further to dampen demand and guard against the risk of a persistent upward shift in inflation expectations. The ECB already added a new instrument to its toolkit during the July meeting, the so-called Transmission Protection Instrument. This will allow the bank to make secondary market purchases of securities under certain conditions to prevent financial fragmentation in the euro area. Let's go back to Christine Lagarde. The TPI will be an addition to our toolkit and can be activated to counter unwarranted disorderly market dynamics that pose a serious threat to the transmission of monetary policy across the euro area. In its July meeting, the ECB also suspended forward guidance on the size of future rate rises to allow for more flexibility. So how can we expect the situation to evolve? Well, with an end to Russia's war in Ukraine still not in sight and the continued pressure on energy and food prices globally, inflation is expected to remain significantly above the euro area inflation target of 2% for still some time. The recent cutoff of natural gas exports from Russia is already affecting European growth. But as stated by three recent studies conducted by the International Monetary Fund, a full shutdown could have far more serious effects. Some of the worst-hit countries in Central and Eastern Europe, such as Hungary, Slovakia and Czechia, could even see their GDP shrink by up to 6%. At the same time, global economic growth projections are being revised downwards, prompting concerns about economic recession. Indeed. For the EU, this detrimental combination becomes apparent in the latest Commission's economic forecast, which cut growth projections for 2023 by 0.8 percentage points to 1.5% while revising inflation forecasts upwards. The outlook is far from bright, but the measures already taken by the ECB to keep inflation under control, combined with the EU's efforts to secure alternative supplies and energy sources and to protect consumers from spiralling costs, should also provide some relief. We'll certainly keep on monitoring economic developments for you. And in the meantime, if you want to know more, check out Martin Hoffelmeyer's full policy brief on the EPRS website or in our app. This is a European Parliamentary Research Service podcast. Thanks for listening.